Good evening, good evening. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday. Oh my word. Wherever there were services today was phenomenal. And my goodness for what God is doing. We are in this phase of daring, unshakable faith. We also have a few people, Pastor Lanzel, Pastor Yaku and uh, Graceland traveling from Oatshorn. We Pastor Corky had his last service today. And uh, as the head of that ministry, we're busy uh, expanding and do great things. What's going to happen in Oatshorn and in every area. And watch out, Tableview, Bloberg, Bloberg. We're coming there in next year and also here to Platterkloof area that we're going to do something great for God. Now, tonight I want to encourage you because we are in December the 20th and um, in five days' time, it's what they call Christmas. We call it the Christ Feast. But on the 24th of December at 10 p.m., we'll have a broadcast because they've just changed and we've just got the news um, yesterday, I think, that the churches and every other activity in uh, buildings or wherever must the curfew starts for them at 10 p.m. So nobody allowed in buildings. Normally we do the service at 10.30 and multitudes of people are coming. We have to put chairs everywhere and people standing in line to get in the building. But this year it's different. But God is not different. And that's the most amazing thing. So we're going to help you. And remember tomorrow the keys of faith and tomorrow night is the prayer time and great testimonies with the Zoom meeting. But we want to share the word. Keep on praying. There's people in hospital and, and Lionel Bester that lost his life yesterday and oh my word and all these things that's happening. And uh, we pray for so many pastors' wives that are in hospital and ICU messages that I got from people who's got the COVID nonsense. And we pray because prayer is the thing that's going to help you. Faith is going to unlock the door. Come on, somebody. That will do greatness in your life. So coming to the point where we speak about tonight, about daring, unshakable faith. Say daring, unshakable faith. I built this ministry by the grace of God. I've been in, I went in November 1974. At the end of November, I went into full-time ministry many, many moons ago. And uh, I was a pastor for years. And then in 1979, a man came from the U.S. by the name of Kenneth Hagen. And I went, I was a Pentecostal pastor. And, you know, we just <laughs> do whatever needs to be done and be in the tradition of what Pentecost was at that time. And then I heard a message that transformed my life, that took me out of a depression took me out of a situation because life can give you a, a situation instead of being in that position where you are called to rule and reign as a king, a priest, and a prophet. That night when Dad Hagen was preaching in the Portuguese hall, I heard the word 
The just shall live by faith. Oh, my word. And uh, about a week before that, uh, the Rhema Church was in the theatre, in the main theatre in Johannesburg, and I had an encounter with God on the way to Cape Town. We didn't live here yet. And uh, 14, 13 miles prior to Lanesburg, the flood happened on the previous Sunday. So now this is Saturday morning at five o'clock and I had an encounter with God where a light was shining in the car. Now for uh, uh, when this thing happened in 79, I was really upset and you know how we get as people, something happened in our lives and, and uh, I didn't pray. I didn't pray in tongues. I was a pastor, but I was angry. I was a backslider at that moment because of my anger of what happened. And when the light was shining in the car for the first time in months, I started speaking in tongues and I had a breakthrough and I heard the voice of God. It's time to put your feet in the river Jordan. I want to separate the water that you can inherit the promise. Turn to somebody, say, you are destined for the promised land. Not in Egypt where you have nothing. (laughs) It's the land of not enough. Not in the desert, in the wilderness where you travel through. That's the land of just enough. No, God called you to be in the land of more than enough. Wow. And then you must eat the grapes. You must eat the fruit of the land. He wants you in a prosperity motion, body, soul, spirit, in your mind, that you can think as God thinks. And this is what happened. So here I am in at Race Church, and there's about 2,000 people in the building, and he was preaching, and he stopped, and he said, there's a pastor here tonight. God said, this is the second time I'm telling you, put your feet in the River Jordan. I want to separate the water that you can move into the promised land. He said, stand up. Oh, my word. About 180 to 200 people, pastors rose up, and I thought, no, it's not me. So it's dark in this theater, and I went back to sit. He said, you that just went sitting, it's you. He said, come to the front. So all those people went to the front. And uh, I was about a number 160, 140, whatever number I was standing in line. And he prayed. He said, God bless you. 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 And he came to me. He said, it's you. The Lord said, this is time to put your feet in the river Jordan. I want to separate the water that you can inherit the promised land. Now, God spoke to me in three times of the same thing. And the last time was very severe was in the members' assembly church in uh, uh, Malvern area. And uh, that morning, oh my word, God was really getting my attention. So here I am at the, at the convention, and Dad Hagen preached that word, and it sat here. I went home. I started writing on a big white piece of paper. I was skinny. Weight 90 pounds. <laughs> so some of you know me from thick and thin and from thin and thick. <laughs> and uh, oh my word. And uh, I start writing. I am what the word says I am. 
I can do what the world says I can do. I will achieve what the world says I will achieve. And I start, I can have what the world says I can have. I'm not under the curse, I'm blessed. And I start quoting every day. I walk three, four, five, six, seven times. I had this big white piece of paper and I was declaring the word all the time. And because faith cometh by hearing, that's why we're going to end strong. Oh, my word, Pastor Emmy and Pastor Jeff, Pastor Natasha preached words that was mind-blowing last weekend and this morning and all the services. And uh, wherever and Pastor Ulrich, wherever they preach, it was phenomenal what God can do. Daring, unshakable faith. Now I've put something in writing down. Daring, unshakable faith is going to require to take risks. Oh, my word. I can see when I use the word risk, some people just shake their head. It requires the courage. Somebody say the courage. What did God told Joshua? Joshua 1, be full of courage. Be courageous <laughs> to step up and face the giants that tries to come against you. And to face the unknown. That's what daring, unshakable faith means. <laughs> now, it might be easier to just stay in your comfort zone. Or, <laughs> and you can never experience what the greatness God has in store. Or, you can become a pioneer. Not a museum keeper. A pioneer. <laughs> you can step up, step out, and become bold. The righteous is bold as a lion. It's time for you to start roaring and not licking your wounds, not staying where you are in your mind, but to say, I'm going to end strong. My word, second wave, third wave, what waves they declare and what's happening. How I am under the protection of God, the blood. And nothing will happen with me because I am in the word <laughs> and I'm going to stay in the word. There's a song we sang many years ago and I was thinking like uh, on that song, I'm going to stay right under the blood where the devil can do me no harm. <laughs> then the chorus goes, no harm, 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 for the devil can do me no harm. I'm going to stay right under the blood. The blood of Jesus is over you, but against the forces of darkness. <laughs> now listen, <laughs> when you step up, and you become bold and you step out. You're going to become that history maker that God wants you to be. <laughs> you're going to be that planet shaker. Come on, somebody. You're going to be that atmosphere changer. You're going to be the pioneer of your future. And what God has in mind to do what? To impact the world. Somebody say, I'm called to be a world changer to impact the world. Not only to make heaven. Oh, my word. This morning, faith was rising up in me. And I was thinking about Oatshorn and Calfinian, where we have churches and all the other areas. And said, we're going to do something major for God. Not to have churches, to impact a community. My word, we don't have just a church vision. Loftal is a church in the community, for the community. 
And this week until today, more than 11 areas, more than thousands of people, just in the one area, 800 people gave their hearts to the Lord. <laughs> Can you imagine? Money cannot buy a soul. Money cannot redeem sin. It costs the blood, but people help and thank you for your awesome hearts and all the staff that move in greatness during the new laws. And we showed the devil. <laughs> he is defeated and overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So what does daring faith do? It combines the blood of the Lamb with the <laughs> word of your testimony. Your testimony says, I am free. I am healed. My needs are met. I'm out of debt. There's plenty more to put in store. <laughs> your victory says tonight, your whole family is going to save, serve the Lord. They're going to be saved by the blood of Jesus. So let me help you tonight. What happens when I have faith? Because faith is the key to miracles. You need a miracle. You need to believe God. We cannot settle for less than God's very best. Because faith and miracles go hand in hand. Come on, somebody. <laughs> faith is not a feeling. It's not only a thought. It's not only a desire. <laughs> you see somebody with a beautiful car and you lay your hands on that car and say, you mine. I no, no, that's not what faith is. Faith is the substance. And I'm going to help you with something tonight that you need to understand. Faith is a way of seeing. I need to see it. And when I see it, I can believe it. And then I act upon it. When we arrived here, December 1980, can you believe how many years ago was that? And oh my word, so we have finished, what, 41 years of being here, going in the 42nd year. The most amazing thing, I took over a church with three ladies, big hats, no makeup, long dresses, no hope, church under administration, no people, and I gave up stuff <laughs> to come to nothing. And what carried me through I had to see it, if you can just see it, according to the word of God. What did God do with Abraham? Abraham couldn't grasp it because now he was up in age. Now he's already 99, 25 years waiting for the promise. And what happened? The moment in that 99th year, theologians says and the researchers, when God changed Abraham's name and Abraham agreed with God, he showed him the stars. He showed him the sand on the seashore. And he said, that's how your descendants going to be. He was as barren as a stick. But, and Sarah. But when they agree with God and start seeing, in the hundredth year, nine months later, Sarah gave birth to Isaac. Now, this is what God wants you to see. What do we see? We see greatness. We see a multifaceted building, a 10,000-seater that can be used to impact nations and the community. We see thousands upon thousands and <laughs> people saved. 2021 
even if they say it's going to be a difficult year, but those that live and walk by faith will not be moved by what they see, what they feel, what the natural world says. They will be moved by what God says because you're going to see a dispatch of angels and dispatch of the word that comes in alignment Angels are ministering spirits. We don't worship angels. They are ministering spirits. But one angel was dispatched and devour a whole Assyrian army. Oh, and God's got you. He's got you in the palm of his hand. But it's going to cost faith. Faith says, God said it. I believe it. Now I act upon it. Faith says, God says it. I believe it, (laughs) now I can see it, then I see it, and then I act upon it. Now listen here, what scripture says, Romans 1, 17, and Tash on the, Pastor Tash on the 8 o'clock service, the Afrikaans version of this, it says, the gospel shows us how God makes people right with himself, that it begins and ends with faith. How does it begin? With faith. How does it end? With faith. (laughs) So everything the Bible says to live for God or to have a relationship with God is to, by faith, to receive something from God. It's by faith. To honor God is by faith. So everything I do is by faith. Because if everything begins and ends with faith, Faith is an instruction. It's a way of living. Oh, my word. Because the scripture says of Romans 1, 17, those who are right with God will live by and trusting in him. Now, if the Bible says it's by faith, then I need to believe the key word is by faith. I love God by faith. I give by faith. I worship by faith. My word, I get up every morning by faith. I go to sleep by faith. Everything because scripture says, what is not of faith is sin. Did you just hear that? Now, this is the phenomenal thing. In Hebrews chapter 11, 6 tells us how this thing works. And it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So it's not my hairstyle, it's not my clothes, it's not my Harry Potter (laughs) glasses, it's not (laughs) whatever. It's your faith walk with God that pleases. That word is also excites God. It says because anyone, anyone who comes (laughs) to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Faith always has a great reward. 30, 60, 100,000 times more. So the mission of the enemy is to steal the word. He knows the word produces a great harvest. And you're destined for that great harvest. Oh my word. So what is faith? Faith is seeing from God's <laughs> point of view, God's perspective. How does God see it? How does God see your situation? 
How does God see the sickness? By his stripes, he, you have been made whole. How does God seize your need? My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. When I'm a giver, when I honor God, when I have a thanksgiving heart, when I'm grateful, that's how God see, How does God see my family? Saved. How does God see your future? Phenomenal. I'm depressed, oppressed, compressed. No, faith always rises above circumstances. Now, please don't shoot the word of faith down because you need to hold on to your profession of faith. Hebrews chapter 10, and there's a 23rd verse and a 25th verse, and then 38 comes with the just shall live by faith. So what is it? It's the key to the miraculous. We need miracles. We've seen it in this December. When Preston was taking up the offering this morning, he shared, I said, my word, he was sharing a phenomenal testimony how they got that house and how God provided by giving. It's an act of faith. Everything you do, my word, you get in your car, you put in the key in the ignition. You don't wonder, is the thing going to crank up or start or not? You do it by faith. You don't know what happened during the night, but you believe it can start. We sometimes you put on the light switch. You cannot have more faith in lights or in a car ignition than in God. No, the doctor gives you a prescription. You don't know what he's writing. Retex, <laughs> arsenic. <laughs> you cannot even read it. You hand it into the pharmacy. <laughs> the pharmacist gives you the tablets. You believe that tablets is going to make you better. You didn't question it. You don't wonder, and you have so much trust in your doctor. Why can we not trust God? This is the key word. So faith is the key to the miraculous. Because Hebrews chapter 11, 1, New Living Translation, what is faith? It is the confident assurance. Come on, somebody, that what we hope for is going to happen and to be certain of things we do not yet see. So it's seeing from God's perspective. Then one of the most phenomenal scriptures when Paul addressed the local church in Ephesians chapter 1 and in verse 18, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, now does your eyes have heart? No. <laughs> it means you need to see the thing. <laughs> He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with light so that you can see, so that you can see, so that you can what? Can see the wonderful future God has promised to those he called. Say, I am called. You are called. God wants you to see the future where you are right now is not what God has in mind. And your future doesn't need to be a repeat of your past. Come on, people. You can change it tonight on this 20th of December in this broadcast. Change it by seeing from God's perspective. Oh, my word. So that you can see. Now, the problem is there's five things that happens when people just see life with the eye of fear. There's so much fear involved. Fear that, fear a black hat, fear the rainbow, fear 
covet fear. Now we, we respect certain things, but we don't fear it. You respect a lion, but you're not going to fear him. <laughs> then you're going to be <laughs> breakfast. Fear is to believe the lie of the enemy. How many lies? This new covered thing, they say there's something attached to it that was never before. It's only in South Africa and the UK. I was reading it this afternoon. They say, and that thing, that new thing spreads like fire faster than the first thing they talk about and fear. So what do they say? Just wear a mask and sanitize your hands. <laughs> Somebody sent me a little clip. They say, I was asking for a bottle of liquor or a, 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 a bottle of, um, I'm going to say the word now. Yeah, liquor. And he said, the only thing I got was a bottle of sanitizer, <laughs> alcohol, a bottle of alcohol. I only got a liter of sanitizer. Now, listen to this. Now, please don't use the alcohol. It's just a thing that somebody said. There's five problems that results from seeing with the eye of fear. I'm going to quickly give it to you. Out of the book of Numbers, God told him, inherit the land, promise the land. I give it to you. Uh, uh, most people didn't believe that 10 spies came back. Uh, 12 actually went, two came back with a positive result, Joshua and Caleb. 10 came back with the negativity. And this is where you pick up when God promised you something and you're in the promised land and suddenly you don't look with the eyes of faith what God said but you look with the eye of fear. Five problems out of the book of Numbers chapter 13 and 14. Number one, we exaggerate our difficulties or our challenges. We exaggerate. In other words, it's so small, but you, it's, a, it's a little thing, but you say it's as big as Table Mountain. Because the Numbers 13, 27b section and verse 28 it is a magnificent land. That's what God promised him. But the people living there are powerful and their cities are fortified and large. What's more, we saw Anakim giants there. When you operate in fear, you will always exaggerate the battle you face. And this is what happened to the Hebrew children. Numbers 13, 31, 32. Other spies said, they crushed us. So the majority report of the spies was negative. Now the sad thing about that 10 negative, that <laughs> normally it's the majority that will convince the whole group. Any riot, any problem starts with that, that it's God said it, but it's impossible. Only two people, Joshua and Caleb, who went in in the new generation? In the book of Joshua. Only Joshua and Caleb with their families and a complete new generation. All those spies that were negative died with everybody that believed the lie because they exaggerate their challenges by looking at it with the eye of fear. Second thing, we underestimate our abilities. Because you don't believe the great I am is in you. Greater is he that's in you. My word, <laughs> that's in the world. Listen what they said. Numbers 13, 33. 
We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. They didn't first say, we look like grasshoppers in the giant's eyes or in the people in Canaan's eyes. When you start exaggerating your challenges, you shift something in your mind about yourself. You develop a low self-esteem of, instead, I can, through Jesus Christ, you say, I cannot, because hear what they say. They say, we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. You first become a grasshopper in your own eye before your enemy or your challenge see you as a grasshopper. As a person thinketh in his heart, so is he. That scripture can also read. As a person think in his heart, that's how his enemies will observe him and make decisions about him. Very important. The third problem that you will face when you start seeing with the eye of fear, we get discouraged. Oh, my word. We had great challenges for December. Great. I mean, it was big. <laughs> you can imagine what things cost in South Africa. And the dollar tumbled, the rand went up. So everything you do is more expensive than ever before. But you know what? God proved the devil and every negative person wrong. Say, God is my source, not a bank. People are just channels. We're all channels. When God tells me to do something, we channels that channel God's provision, God's things, what he ever gave us or deposit in us, with the channel, the moving channel. If you don't move with what you have, you become a dead sea, you become stagnant. And this is what the children of Israel did. They get discouraged. Numbers 14.1. Then all the people began weeping aloud. <laughs> and they carried on all night. All night. They were crying and screaming. And they become so discouraged because all what they were seeing was the negativity, the enemy. God doesn't want you to look at the enemy. The enemy is defeated. He's overcome. Looking from God's perspective or God's point of view is completely looking from where you are. You need to lift up the way you see, you think, you speak. You need to lift it up according to the word of God. The fourth thing, we start to gripe about our lives. Oh, my word, Numbers 14, 2. One says, the whole night they were complaining and screaming and weeping aloud, and they carried on. And then the next thing kicks in. All the Israelites grumbled Moses against Moses and Aaron. We wish we had died in Egypt. You cannot come out of Egypt to enter the promised land with an Egyptian brain or an Egyptian mindset. Every day you need to progress, grow higher, believe bigger, start trusting God greater because this is what you need to do to become that pioneer, 
to, <laughs> to, to take on challenges and to overcome. And even if the world slaps you, dust yourself off and stand up and say, I'm going to make it because I've got the great I am inside of me. They start, we start griping about our lives. And the fifth thing, the last thing we do, we eventually give up and blame God. Now, one thing that I've learned when the renewal came in the 80s, when people, when they cannot keep up to be renewed because in the before 80s, everybody expect God to do, oh, God, you must do that. God, will you do that? God, will you change me? God said, yeah, I want to, but you need to put action to the word. And I still hear people say, how God, God, and I believe God has done that. Everything you need, God has already done through Calvary. That's why James says, become a doer of the word. Do the word. Do the word. (laughs) When you do the word, it will happen because you connect faith to that that can move mountains. And the easiest thing people do is to fall back in their old way of doing things, old mindsets. Oh, we should have stayed in Egypt. You brought us. They saw all the signs, the miracles, what God did supernaturally, how blood was painted on the doorpost, and God delivered them from the death angel and from Pharaoh. Goshen, factor was the blood. They were protected. But everybody else in Egypt, their firstborns died, animals Oh, my word, and the children died. God delivered them. They quickly forgot what God did. That's the fifth thing what we start doing. We eventually give up and blame God. Because in Numbers chapter 14, verse 3, why is the Lord bringing us into this land to be killed with the swords? We were better off back in Egypt. We start complaining and we blame God. God never make mistakes. It's choices we make. And Deuteronomy chapter 30, God says, I hold before you death and life, the curse and the blessing. You choose. Every day I live, I had to make a choice. But let me get what's the benefits. And I'm closing with this. What is the There's five negative things against you when you believe with the eye of fear and you operate in fear. Fear starts with a thought and how you more you ponder on fear, then a spirit gets hold of you. You open the door for an evil spirit of fear to possess you. Yes, it possess your mind. I've seen how crazy people can get when fear kicks in. But what's the six benefits? When I look with the eye of faith, when I believe God unconditionally, I do it. That's why you cannot end in 2020 defeated, bankrupt, just with the little you've gathered or whatever. No, 2021 is going to have greater things to happen. You need to end strong. Say strong. It's a made-up mind that's so dangerous against the plots and the wiles of the enemy. No Satan worshiper. No devil worshiper. 
no curse, no voodoo, no negative talk from other people's side can affect you as long as you agree with the kingdom of heaven. Because remember what we said in Matthew, Jesus spoke when the Beatitudes, the kingdom living. And then he went to the, in chapter 10 of Matthew, to the kingdom living. You can never separate kingdom living from kingdom mission. Because a lot of people is just in kingdom living. We don't smoke, we don't drink, we don't watch bicycle, we don't do this, we don't, we don't, we don't. But they're never in action for their kingdom mission. They're not fulfilled. God has a great plan, purpose, design for your life. So it's kingdom living and it's a kingdom mission. Go and make disciples. Impact the world. Change the world. I gave you power and authority over all the power of the enemy that nothing can harm you. That's your kingdom living. That's your mission in life. Listen, what happens? The six benefits of seeing with the eyes of faith or look at my situation and my now and my future from God's perspective. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts. Oh, my word, that helped me. God has a made-up mind. He made up his mind about me and you. No thoughts of evil. And I said it in the keys of faith. People say, God stripped me. God put the sickness. God killed this one. God doesn't have a university of killing, stripping, making sick, or robbing you. No. The Bible didn't say that's what's going to lead us in truth. He says, this Holy Spirit will lead and guide you in truth, not the circumstances. These things happen, but we need to stand and resist the devil. The devil is after the word over your life. That's why you go through what you go through. You think this is an awakening time, a third day dimension here in the last 11 days of 2020. What happens? Number one, Faith shrinks my problems. <laughs> Where fear exaggerate and blow it up. Faith shrinks it. Look, 137. Is a, he says, for nothing is impossible with God. Genesis 18:14. Is anything then too hard for the Lord? You see? Faith shrinks my problems. Joshua and Caleb said, yeah, there's giants. Yeah, two people carry one, <laughs> one of these great things. Yes, everything is big. Yes, the children of Anak is there. They have six fingers on each hand and six toes. But God said, the ones who operate in fear exaggerate the situations. Joshua and Caleb, listen, what did they do? It shrink the challenge. Second thing, faith opens the door for my miracle. What miracle do you need? Jesus paid a full price. Remember what I said through this year. The level of your revelation will be the level of your operation. If you see God as this, and your problem is this. This is how you're going to live. But when you see God, the heaven is his throne, earth, the footstool of his feet. 
what kind of a place will be built for God, then your problems shrink. Everything everybody faced during Jesus' ministry and even in the Old Covenant, when God appears on the scene, the thing shrinks and the miraculous happen and it will open the door to your miracle. Lazarus' sister said, Jesus said, He's going to wake up. He's asleep. Yes, Lord, one day. No, he didn't say one day. <laughs> he said, I am, Jesus said, the resurrection and the light. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And here the man came out of the tomb. He was already smelling like Nando's chicken, a Kentucky fry hamburger, <laughs> or <laughs> a Burger King something. But he came out alive and well. That's why faith opens the door for my miracle. Mark eleven twenty two and two twenty four. Jesus said, have faith in God. If you have faith in God and you don't doubt, 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 you could tell this mountain to get up and jump into the sea. Why into the sea? The sea will cover it. You will never have problems and you will never see it again. And it would, whatever you ask for in prayer, will be yours if you only have the faith, the God kind of faith. Number three, faith acts on my behalf. Oh, my word. In Matthew 9, 29, Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. <laughs> Blind Bartholomew have mercy on me, have mercy. And Jesus stopped and he said, what do you want me to do? He knew he was blind. Lord, that I might see. Go, thy faith has made thee whole. See, your faith has saved you. He told the woman with the issue of blood, go daughter, be healed. Thy faith has made thee whole. Your faith either makes you whole or your fear, listen, will take you down the road. No more fear for the rest of the year. Have a no fear mindset, a no fear campaign. <laughs> faith acts on my behalf. Number four, faith unlocks God's promises. That's the benefit when I have faith. Second Corinthians 1.20 for no matter how many promises God has made, they are real. Oh, my word. Yes, in Christ. The King James says, every promise in him is yea and amen. Amen mean, so shall it be. So what does faith do? Faith unlocks God's promises. You will not cause a recession what you need. Your assignment in life is so big, you're going to need millions and billions to do it. So don't be stuck where you are right now. Get in action. Do the miraculous. See, he said, see if I will not open the gateway of heaven. Preston said a nice thing this morning. He said, it's not a hell's window. He said, it's heaven's window that God will pour out upon you. Ooh, hallelujah. And you are the window that he also wants to open in people's lives. God cannot bless stingy people. He cannot bless unbelievers. He cannot bless people 
that's not in action with the word because the enemy will use your promise to steal the word and he wants you to be in a prison without a bar in your mind. What's the next thing that happened? Faith turns God-given dreams into realities. When God told me what's going to happen in this town and in the Western Cape and everything, now listen to the word of God. God is going to do suddenly and quick work. We need to be an army. I went to the army uh, in 1974. I was not long there. Uh, that year it was nine months and everything. And uh, But what I want to say, when you arrive there, the discipline they put you in. And they say, listen, soldier, troop, you are government property here. You do as we tell you. If you're in a war and your mommy is not there, your daddy is not there, nothing is there, not the business, nothing. It's you with how you are disciplined with what you have learned. See what God is doing if the Satanists can spend hours on Table Mountain and curse the Western Cape and whatever they do, Hours, and we grumble for two hours in a church, and we grumble for a Sunday. They live at seven days a week. That's why to live for God is not a Sunday morning thing or a Sunday thing. It's a seven-day-a-week, 24-hour thing. It's a life way of living, the God kind of life. What does faith do when I have faith? It turns God-given dreams into reality. Ephesians 3.20, Living Bible. Glory! Be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us. Where does the power work? Within us. Where does the power work? Within us. He says he is able to do far more than what we ever dare to ask or even dream. The other translation says, or think of infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Wow, that God-given dream to be the man and the woman God has designed you to be. God only has one dream for you. Out of that, everything flows. Out of that, when I hearken and obey to the voice of the Lord my God, all these blessings will become upon me. Priscilla and Andres have a phenomenal testimony. I'll let her put it in writing. And I'm going to release it this week, how God supernaturally, car paid off, supernaturally provision happened in a difficult time. God is a phenomenal God. He can do it. Whatever you face, never use it's impossible. God said, I can do above that. I can do far beyond that. Because you believe that I can do it. It's the mighty power at work within you. God operates with what's inside of you and what you release. You cannot live from the outside in. Millions and people live from the outside in. We need to live from the inside out. And the last one, oh my word, the benefit when I have faith. Faith gives me power to hold on into tough times. This was an interesting year. Oh my word. You can imagine, by the grace of God, the ministry we operate, not small. It's a big thing in the communities to impact, to change, to bring hope. And then tough times come. 
And then the lockdown came, and then we couldn't fly, and and and, and here I am. I was um, January, February. It will be a year that I've been last, and at the ministry in the U.S. and oh my word, to impact and change. And I really had America withdraw symptoms. But listen, it's faith that's going to let you hold on in the most difficult time of your life. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 to 9, New Living Translation. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed and broken. Did you hear that? We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed and broken. We're not perplexed, but we don't give up and quit. Say, no time to give up or quit or toss in the towel. Quitting is not an option. Did you hear what I... Quitting is not an option. Quitting is not an option. To give up is not an option. He says, we're attacked, but God never abandoned us. We get knocked down, but we get up and keep going. <laughs> I've learned I can never do it in my own strength, in titles, in my position, what they call me, the senior pastor of this organ. No, no, no. I'm just the donkey that Jesus can ride on. But this scripture helped me. When I feel I'm going down, I said, no, 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 no. Mind you, not going to go that way. No, no, my God, my God is going to do it. And he already done it. Now it's going to happen through me. It's according to the power worketh in me. How do I stir up that power? By the word. Declare the word. That's why Sunday mornings, I am what the word says I am. And what I've said, how God helped me in 79. And, and then in the year 1980, to declare the word. And how we bold for the kingdom of heaven, something that will be established and that can change thousands upon thousands of lives. If it wasn't for love down now, I'm not saying other ministries do also powerful stuff. Think about the thousands. There must be thousands of people, and the reports still come in, that are saved, not only children, adults, and teenagers in this time, with the hampers and everything that we dish out and what happened? Oh, my word, it cost a fortune, but it's worthwhile every penny because it redeemed somebody, somebody from the claws of the enemy and made them citizens of heaven. Now, this is the thing. These six benefits, it shrinks my problems when I have faith. The doors, it's opened the doors for my miracles. It act on my behalf. Thy faith has made thee whole. What you believe is what you're going to have. It unlocks God's promises. It turns God-given dreams into realities. And faith gives me power to hold on in tough times. Let me help you how to exercise this. Number one, get your heart pure. Forgive. You cannot walk with unforgiveness and bitterness. And in 1970 and in 2001 and 2010 and 2019 and 2020 November, that will make that your prayers cannot be answered if you are still angry, still bitter, still in rejection, still blame everybody except yourself. There's going to come a day that we all stand before God and give account for our own lives. 
if you want to, it starts every morning, every night, actually. I never go and sleep angry. I can be angry now I'm within minutes. I'm over it, and it's done, and it's behind me, and I need to go forward because I've learned it can hinder you. If you had the slightest wave in your spirit and in your mind of having something against anybody, Mark 11 says, when you pray, Jesus revealed the key to move mountains. He said, but when you pray, forgive so that you can be forgiven. Don't curse people. Don't judge. That's all the things that will, it's enemies to your faith that will take you down path. Let the meditation before God be so pure. Give me a clean heart, O God. Every day, declare the word. (laughs) Watch this broadcast over and all the broadcasts what you have seen. Read daily the word. Read the word. (laughs) My word. Have a verse that can carry you through. I can speak to the mountains. I have overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Have these verses and every day share it. Speak it. Declare it. Pray it. And sing it. And I'll guarantee you, you'll be a giant at the end of 2020 to enter into a phenomenal 2021. Because the suddenness, hear the word of the Lord, the suddenness of God is going to manifest over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Tonight, if you don't know Jesus and you say, Gustav, I've heard the word. I want to make right with God. Maybe you're in a backstern condition. I've seen people in services come to the altar and say, I want to make right. I was once on fire for God. Now I'm backstern because of zap, zap, zap. Slide back to God tonight. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me my sin. Lord, I'm turning back to you. I've come short of the glory of God. And Jesus came to restore the glory. God, let the glory, the great I am, move and live inside of me by the power of the Holy Ghost and the blood. Thank you for giving me all my sin, every sin. There's not a big one, a small. All my sin, all my iniquities. Thank you for putting my name in the book of life. And I will serve you, God, until the end of days. I will be a dedicated, committed part of the family of God that could next in a building. But I'm not going to only be that. I'm going to be a powerful soul winner. Testify and tell somebody about Jesus. If you need a healing miracle in your body, touch that part. Say, by his stripes I'm healed. Oh, my word, right now in Jesus' name. Whoever suffers of what? Cancer must disappear. Sugar diabetes must go. Asthma must go. COVID-19, go in Jesus' name. Because the blood is against you. Every disease, sickness, shortcoming, whatever you face, go. I command you through the word. If you have financial challenges, my word, say, God, I am a giver. I'm a lover of God. That's why I can give. Give and it shall be given back to you, says the scripture. And Lord, I am a giver. That's why my God shall supply all of my needs. Not certain, not a little of all of my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Oh, just lay your hands and pray and love people and love them to God. Let your light shine. Shine, baby, shine. And be the salt of the earth. In this phenomenal, this next 11 days is going to be glorious and so powerful. 
God has blessed you and we love you from our home to your home. Gustav de Toy from Loftal International here in the Western Cape in South Africa. And this morning we had people tuning in from Louisiana and from, oh my word, um, from the Asian countries and in Africa and everywhere. And we love you and you are phenomenal. You're destined to win until tomorrow morning. God bless you. We love you.